This episode of Two Fit Crazies and a Microphone Podcast is brought to you by Vox, HPT Human Performance Technology. Athletes want and need safe, natural, and legal alternatives to achieve maximum performance. Vox Life HPT has harnessed the power of neuroscience and neuroactivation through their innovative and proprietary brand of athletic, wellness, and lifestyle socks, insoles, and 24-hour wearable neuro patches. There is a tech pattern or code on the bottom of the sock and insoles that stimulates neural points in the bottom of the foot, eliciting a signal through the central nervous system to the midbrain, creating homeostasis or equilibrium in the midbrain. Like doing a control, alt, delete. It helps the brain reorganize and maximize your neurology. The midbrain is responsible for automatic functions such as balance, stability, strength, and power, range of motion, flexibility, mobility, and pain modulation. Seven to nine seconds is all it takes to reach the midbrain. It's Fox with two X's for sports enthusiasts. Increase in stamina, increase in endurance and recovery, increased energy, stability, and power output. Adds 20% more efficiency to your workouts, increased agility and flexibility, increased freedom of movement and range of motion, increases power generation and output, maximize reps and workload, 8% improvement in time, executed force, 17% more Eccentric force, safe, affordable, non-invasive, non-electrical, no contraindications. Drug-free, stats on performance through independent studies at California Sports Institute, the Golf Lab, and Leuna Labor Organization. All information will be located on our podcast website, twofitcrazies.com. It is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies. And a microphone. We are where it's at. Ding dong. Brian. Who is it? It's the Boston it? Marathon, Christine. Oh, geez. We got things to do here. Seriously. <sighs> it's coming. We're actually, I don't know when this is going to come out, but it's we, coming uh, out before. We're just killing is, time, you guys. Right, We're just right. killing time. Seriously. Till uh, me and this, uh, this other fit crazy toe the line in. Big. in Hopkinton things. So Brian, um, we're coming off of episode 95, by the way, with Dr. Sebastian Gonzalez, who was pretty freaking awesome, by the way. Great conversation. Absolutely. I didn't know him. And I mean, we all connect sometimes. Sometimes Brian knows someone a little bit better or I do. And, and we didn't really know a lot about him, but he was freaking really cool and great. I just, I love the fact that he really looks at, you know, He's obviously has a place called performance sports care. He does physical therapy, chiropractic, all this stuff. Um, he is someone who looks at, you know, injuries and is like, well, why do you think you have this? Why do you think this is going on? And looked at physical therapy, not just as like a rehabilitation, but like, let's look at it as getting you back to where you were, but better. Um, I thought it was a really cool story and why he does what he does. I, I love a doctor. That takes a holistic approach and asks questions, you know, and, and, and gets to know the patient and what makes them tick and, and what can help them. Um, you know, sometimes isn't just the, uh, you know, the, the physical manipulations that can take place in a, you know, in a, in a rehab type setting, mm-hmm. uh, you know, chiropractic or whatever. Uh, and, and he just did a, you know, really good job of explaining it to us. Um, he did leave us with some, uh, some, uh, promotional things. So, uh, you know, keep an eye out on our, our Facebook pages and everything because there's uh, an opportunity for you to get some of the pamphlets that he puts out. Things like running injuries, uh, things like back mm-hmm. pain and just some general, um, you know, 
issues that that people run into. He's got uh, some published. Uh, I issues. will. I will beat back pain. Is his book? Yes. And then he also has a podcast, Restoring Human Movement. So definitely take a look at those. Um, again, if you didn't hear that podcast, go back and listen to ninety five. We love those body doctors. Love it. Love yeah. it. Only, I mean, literally, Brian and I sit here and like take notes like this. It's as if, you know, we're, we're getting free information and I'm, I'm sorry, but it's, it's fantastic. It's so great. So with that said, we're super pumped. Not only, you know, the two of us are going to be towing the line in Boston, but we got to get some information and talk with the Roberta Groner in episode 96 you're going to hear today. Brian, Amazing. this was you. This is this is your catch. I'm giving this, you know, like we're in this competition of, you know, getting guests and she was fantastic, Brian. So, it's a fantastic story. It's, you know, it's uh, someone who uh, has has discovered how talented they are. Girl power. Uh, you know, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> so, r- long and short of it is uh, Roberta was was a runner in high school and and ran a little bit and liked the mile and and all the things that you'll hear about it and then uh, you know, got into life and got into uh, you know, marriage and work and being a nurse and and three children and and you know decided that a group that she was with was uh you know they're going to go out and run a, a marathon and she ran her first marathon uh you know maybe 10 years ago or so and and did phenomenally well she ran a 3 hour and 12 minute marathon which most people listening would sign for that in a heartbeat mm-hmm. uh and and you know did a tremendous job with it and uh you know she with that um decided to run another one she qualified for Boston with that 312 and just Kept moving up the chain. Second marathon out of the gate. Sub three hour marathon. Okay, I think we're on to something here. Uh, next thing you know, uh, you know, taking up coaching, uh, starting to uh, put in some more mileage and, and changing things up, and realizing herself. I'm sure that that there was uh, there's something that could be um, a lot more that could be uh, available to her through running. And uh, you know, long story short, we're getting her today off of the Rotterdam Marathon. Uh, Fifth a, place a, overall in a gigantic, a, a gigantic, tri, you know, uh, uh, you know, international marathon. It's uh, you know just one of the big ones. Two hours, twenty nine minutes, six seconds. Which I just want to make sure everyone knows that's a five minute and forty one second mile pace for twenty six point two miles. It's insane. That's and. She just started. She started running again in 2011. That's when I, you know, broken Christine started running as well. You can start running in your 30s, and I don't want to hear it from anybody else that I'm too old. I'm blah blah blah. No, you're not. Okay, it's mental. So un, you know what yourself from your head. Stop tripping over yourself and get out there and do whatever you want to do. Because don't tell me, oh, I'm getting older. My legs are slower. No, your mind is getting slower. That's what's happening. Right. I'm all riled up right now. No, we got That's it. We got her riled good. up. Roberta Grona was great. I'm like all, you know, yeah, ladies. She's, she's freaking like Olympic trial. She's, like what? She's an elite level. She just hit the A standard for, for Olympic trials. Uh, I mean, this just happened uh, just days ago, and, and uh, she was uh, gracious enough to, um, you know, as she's returning back to life uh, and the work. She and got off the children, plane two hours ago. Two hours ago. And she, yet the fit crazies call and she delivered. It's an exclusive. We got an exclusive. Um, you know, and just we talk about it all. How did it happen? What, what, you know, what, what was the next phase? And, you know, the coaching, what's the training like? And what's the nutrition like? And what's next? And, and what's and, the secret? Yeah, what's the secret? Sit tight. Had to ask. That's a fantastic answer to that. 
So uh, without further ado, we just uh, hope that you enjoy this as much as we did. Roberta was a fantastic guest and, uh, you know, just somebody who we know you're going to be rooting for once you hear this. And, um, you know, we just hope you enjoy. And uh, with that said, episode 96 of the Two Fit Crazies in a Microphone podcast. Here we go. Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Brian, how are you doing today? I am very good. All right? Uh-huh. I'm focused. Uh-huh. We got things to do this week. Laser right? focused. Laser focused. Monday's Patriots Day in Boston. I'm ready to rumble. How are you? I am going to wake just gonna, up. She's going to wake minute. up on Sunday morning I'm and wing it. Facebook Live the start line. I'm I'm hoping Meb is going to be there again <laughs> with me and um, roll up with my coffee and be as cool as a cucumber, like like normal, because that's that's how I roll. Right. If I get freaked out, bad race. Well, the good news is we've got we've got uh, somebody on the line Excellent. here with us who's going to be able to help us. I think with what uh, everything that's uh, lays in front of us here, we have on the line today episode ninety six ninety six. Uh, of the Two Fit Crazies in a Microphone podcast. We are with Roberta Groner, professional runner Roberta Groner. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Oh, we're fantastic. So what's new in your world, Roberta? Tell us what you did this weekend. <laughs> so I took a little trip to Amsterdam, Rotterdam, and uh, I actually raced uh, the Rotterdam Marathon on Sunday. So just coming back from that trip so, today. So humble. Roberta, how did it go? <laughs> It went very well. I uh, ran a two. I ran a PR, so a two twenty nine oh six. So I was very happy with that um, time. The, yeah, that is awesome. It's amazing, Roberta. Congratulations! Because anytime you. your your PR and you know, for our listeners, a lot of people are runners. A lot of people are athletes, but some that aren't don't realize what mile time that is. So, can you just tell our listeners what? Your pace is Break it down. per mile when you're running a two twenty nine. I believe it was a five forty one, roughly. I think overall pace <laughs> per mile. I love you, roughly five forty one. So amazing, and and you know, like you said, you, you were very happy with it, and 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 you know, I just look at. It. I woke up that morning, and and like I just said to Christine, you know, I, we've got some. We're putting the finishing touches on our Boston training, and I was going out for like you know an easy eight miler, which I haven't seen single digits on a Sunday in a long time. And, uh, you know, and I checked the Twitter and it's like, holy smokes, like Roberta just crushed it. You came in fifth overall. Um, yes. and, uh, and it, the 229.06, you said, gives Correct. you, gives you the Olympic trials A standard, right? So, uh, yes. n- now that's a combo thing, right? Is it not only your time or is it just the time or was it the time and the place? Um, well, so this wasn't, this is actually, well, I already had the Olympic trial standard A. Right. So actually this is the, I don't know if you just recently, they um, for Tokyo, they have now the IAAF 
put a new standard in for the marathon. And so that is now a 2.29.30. So once you go to the trials and let's say I was in the top three, if I hadn't hit the standard of 2.29.30, I would not be able to go to the Olympics. So that's kind of like the new standard from starting in January through, I think, next February, uh, 2.29.30 to go to the Olympics. So, um, but, and then also if you run a, I believe a top five, if you're top five and then uh, a gold standard race, which Rotterdam was, um, then that also kind of nullifies the 229.30. That makes sense. Okay. So. Yeah. So you got it two times. Uh, I got it both. Yes. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> That's it. Double whammy. Um, yes. And and so that basically means that the trials now, like there can be someone in the top three, which you know traditionally is the person, the the, the three that would go to represent the United States. So there can be someone who doesn't have that time, right, and wouldn't go, and someone with the you know the qualifier, the gold standards would. Correct. Or I mean, I think they're still kind of. I don't know. There's still the, options out there. I don't think they've really set the um, set it set it, the rule of it yet. But that sounds like how it's going to go. So okay, all right. How you yeah. feeling now? I feel great. I feel good. I mean, of course, I don't know how we. I think we all cross the finish line. We have we're excited. We're happy. And then it's like, well, now I want more because I could have broke two twenty nine, <laughs> you know. So it's kind of like move on to the next one, you know. What can I do a little bit better next time? So, um, but no, enjoying the you know time to relax and celebrate. Um, uh, and like I said, I was able to have a couple two two three extra days in Amsterdam to hang out and relax. So that was nice. I you know what I get it all too well. You know, you, you do it, you do it really well, and you, you know you're coming off. It's like. I can, I know there's, there's just, you know, not like any particular thing that you would have done in or, or during a race or anything like that, but it's like, I know I could do this better. And, yeah. you know, for someone running a 229 and, and saying that, and, you know, you're, we're going to get into the story and your trajectory has been just like into the stratosphere. Um, and, 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 you know, just, you keep getting better and better and better. And I think that that's um, sometimes that mindset is, is definitely something that, um, you know, takes us to further places is that, you know, the, the knowledge and the willingness and the ability to put things in perspective and say, you know what, I can definitely do better. Absolutely. <laughs> I think we all have that in us, right? Absolutely. Deep down inside. So, so take uh, us, so Roberta, mm-hmm. take us to now, again, you have a non-traditional story. So yes. let's, let's get into this a little bit. So you grew up where? Um, outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So and now, I lived there. And now, until, were you always running? What's, so what's the deal? Tell oh, us. Oh, okay. All right. So roughly, I started running in seventh grade. Um, you know, track. Um, I didn't really, my math, my math teacher got me into it. He said, yeah, I think you can run the mile. I said, okay, I'll go try it. Um, so it was decent. I was decent through high school. Um, I liked it. Um, but I didn't like anything on, over the mile. I didn't want to do the two mile or the five, the, you know, cross country. But I, they talked me into all of it. And I would do it for the team. Um, then I went off to college and ran for a small division one college, St. Francis university. It's in the middle of Pennsylvania. Okay. And I ran there collegiately for three, three, a little over three years. And then I actually left school my fourth year. Um, I had some like, you know, uh, between I had like a, a, a brother pass away unexpectedly and just wasn't school wasn't really going for me. I didn't, I was going to school for physical therapy and it wasn't what I really wanted to do anymore. So, yeah, I just kind of, I stopped. I stopped running at that point. So that was like 1999. We, we, call, was, that, we call that getting lifed. You got lifed a yeah, little bit. Yeah, I did. <laughs> sure did. And so then, yeah, life happened. I had, you know, married three kids, became a nurse, um, 
And when my youngest son was two, so he's now turning 12 this month, next week, when he was about two, I decided to start running again. Just kind of started out recreational, like, you know, jogging here and there. And um, I don't know, I can't even remember, I had a colleague at work that um, was a runner in college. And so we started chatting up, she's like, let's do the Pittsburgh Half Marathon. And so that's kind of how it started. We did it. I ran like a 131, 132, and I kind of got the bug. I was like, oh, I want to run more. So met a group of people in Pittsburgh that were running in my neighborhoods and stuff, and they're like, we're doing Chicago Marathon. Why don't you do it with us? And that's kind of how it all started. I never wanted to run a marathon. I, My coach in college said to me, you're going to be a marathoner one day. And I said, oh, no, I can't I don't do anything over the 5,000. No way. And then here I am. <laughs> so. It's, it, you know, amazing. So, you know, we're talking, you said, 10 years or so, right? He's just turning 12. So, so about 10 years ago, um, you know, you're, you're in your thirties at that point and, you know, you mm-hmm. decide to just kind of figure it out and get well and fit and, and, uh, you know, have yeah. some fun and you run Chicago marathon. What year was that? 2011. Okay. So 2011. Mm-hmm. And what did you run that year? Uh, 312. A three twelve marathon inaugural, you know, debut. Yes. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, not the traditional uh, debut for an, uh, a you know Olympic A standard qualifier <laughs> trialist fifth in uh, Rotterdam yeah. marathon. Um, you know, so you know, like I said, your trajectory has just been yes. beyond. Um, you run your first marathon. You did pretty well. You've obviously got the bug by by now quite well. Um, did you decide mm-hmm. right away to run another one? Did you have that feeling? Hey, I know I can do this better. What happened next? Well, so I qualified for Boston with my first marathon. So okay. I said I have to go to Boston because obviously. what if I never run another marathon? So, <laughs> so um, I didn't run another another marathon until 2013, and uh, that was Boston. So, um, and we know that was the year of the bombing. Um, I, you know, uh, did finish, uh, before the bombing happened. I broke three hours on my second marathon. I think I ran just under 258 roughly. I don't know all my times, but, um, so that was my second marathon in Boston, 2013. Um, and obviously a very emotional day. My mother was there, um, cheering me on. She actually was across the street from where the first bomb went off, but luckily, uh, she had come to meet me because I told her to come meet me right after I finished. So we actually went back to the hotel. So, but it was just surreal because she was standing, you know, across the street from where it was, or wow. where it did happen. So, I love the fact that you started running just for our listeners. And I want you to keep going uh-huh. to this, but so many people, you know, you get into your thirties and they're like, Oh, I'm too old for this or I'm too whatever. It's funny because you started running the same year that I started running 2011. And oh, really? it, yeah. that's, I wasn't a runner whatsoever. I played volleyball in college, Roberta. Like okay. I, I didn't, okay. running was like, you ran because you got in trouble and it was torture. That was running for me. <laughs> and, you yeah. know, again, I got the bug and, you know, life happened and different things and, you know, running kind of saves you in some way. Cause it's, you know, not just physical, but mental. And, uh, and actually that Boston was the first one that I qualified for, but I got pregnant and I pulled my name out. Because wow. I found out I was pregnant, so that I requalified and ran the next year was my first Boston. But okay. so many amazing stories from that day that you know that you were there too, and that's your second mm-hmm. marathon. I, you know, was anyone like, "Hey, Roberta, like, you really want to do this? You really want to keep doing?" You know, it's um, yeah. I mean, I, I, yes, my, especially my mother. <laughs> obviously, after that, every time I went to a marathon, she was like, "I can't believe you're going to another one." So, I mean, you know, so I had a lot of 
you know, people obviously that day concerned because if you were up there, you know, it went from communication to no communication with anybody because of all the, you know, because of what was going on. So a lot of fear from family and friends, but, um, it's a, it's a, of course, you know, it's a heavy moment, you know, it's a heavy moment for so absolutely. many people. Yeah. I was really actually, was. I, I was actually know. injured that year. I, I was playing, I was, you know, signed up and ready to go. And I, and I had no bit, would have been my first and I had qualified and everything and I couldn't go. I was in physical therapy and, and uh, watched wow. it on the computer. So crazy enough. Yeah. For me, it was like, I broke three hours, which is, you know, at that point, a milestone. Awesome. But after that moment happened and the bombing is just, you know, it, it you just can't even celebrate because of what's going on, you know, but right. So you break three hours, which again, for, you know, for a lot of our listeners that runners are just, you know, you, they would maim, they would do whatever to, you know, they would donate an arm to break three <laughs> hours, you know? And so you do that now, you, you've got the bug. Where does this happen? Because you don't just go from breaking three hours to running now 229 and, and really yeah. being a profession because you're a nurse. I mean, it, for for me, for a lot of people, fitness and running and everything was a hobby. It's a mm-hmm. hobby. And you have your career. Brian mm-hmm. and I both have, we call it recovering. We're mm-hmm. recovering bankers and mm-hmm. teachers and, you know, we're full time into fitness and, and whatnot now. But that was that was a hobby. How do you go from, I, I love this, I got the bug, to where you are right now? Because that is a huge accomplishment. Yeah, you know, it happened over the last couple of years. I mean, so I moved from Pittsburgh to New Jersey in 2014. Um, and I had ran a marathon that fall back in Pittsburgh, or not in Pittsburgh, but in Columbus, Ohio. And I broke, I ran a 249. So then I injured my knee afterwards, um, just randomly went out for a run four days after the marathon. And, you know, I had, kind of was out for like three, four months, couldn't really run much. We moved to New Jersey. I just decided to Google, you know, local running groups, thinking like, you know, I'm just going to find some local group to run with on a Saturday occasionally. Well, I didn't realize that New Jersey has this huge Grand Prix of racing and all these different race teams. I didn't have that in Pittsburgh. So next thing I know, I'm running for a team. And then kind of like the bug happens again where you're like, oh, like I'm super excited. I'm running for a team. I'm competitive and winning races. Um and long story short, you know, I came in 2014. Um, so 2016, the fall, I ran another marathon. That's when I ran a 237. So I kind of dropped down 249, 245, and then a 237 happened. And that kind of happened unexpectedly. I was training for like more like a 245 again, and it just kind of, there it was. And then at that point, I decided to get a coach. What race and was just, that? What was the 237? Um, Mohawk Hudson up in Albany, New York. I yeah. won that um, that year. I won the marathon, yeah. And then um, got a local coach, Hector Matos, and kind of I, you, me and him worked together for two years. Um, and it just kind of, like I said, at that point, having a coach is able sometimes, you know, you're not doing the workouts on your own. You're having somebody to, you know, guide you along the way, um, having people to run with that were faster than me um, just kind of helped. And I don't know, like it just kind of sometimes the people ask me, like, do you, did you see this coming? No, I didn't see this coming. I, well, like I said, I was a 249 marathon marathoner before I got to New Jersey. So, but you have three um, kids and you're a nurse I do. and you're doing this. Yes. How, how are you putting this together? I know I'm, I'm all over the place. I've, I'm like super, if you look at my calendar, it makes other people anxious when they see it because I am super scheduled. Is it, are you just great time management or how did you pull this off? Um, I would say yes. 
I think I, well, I, when, you know, when you want to do something or you have a passion for something, you're going to fit it into your schedule or you try your best. So a lot of early morning runs, um, 5 a.m. runs. Um, and then, you know, I get my kids off to school. Sometimes I have an hour in between getting them off to school and work that I can run. I do lunch runs. <laughs> so a lot of like just fitting the, the mileage in when I can, you know, um, after coming to New Jersey, though, you know, within two years, I my I, I I'm divorced now. So my ex husband and I divorced. So we share custody of our children. So we're fifty fifty. So I do have a little bit of flexibility on fifty percent of the time, also where I can maybe fit in more mileage if that makes sense. So those are things that help out a little bit more now with my lifestyle. Um, and my kids are older now, so you know, if by chance I have to go to a twenty miler, I have three boys. They're like, we'll play video games for two hours. I'll be right here. So you know, I can get do those things a little bit more than if I had younger kids. That that is something that you know I, I'm looking forward to when we can leave the house and just kind of leave them there for for a moment or two. Uh, my I have three boys as well, and and they're younger, and uh, you know it's uh it, it's it's definitely something I have. I'm jealous sometimes of my friends that have the have the ability to yeah you know, and especially for my wife, you know, because I'm I'm messing around with this stuff uh, more than most, you know, at, at keeping up with my training schedule, and and uh, you know she's uh, sometimes she does fall on the sword so to speak to uh to allow me to do some of the crazy antics that i got going we on have very right. understanding and supportive <laughs> oh, spouses no doubt Brian. about it that's great <laughs> no doubt about it that's super that's super i think that's key you know to have somebody that supports it you know the passion or whatever it may be you know because if it's not there then it's hard to do it without right. feeling guilty maybe or you know yeah, what, what's and not, and so. and like you said, a lot of really early mornings. I get out the door before anyone's awake, and that's just the time yep. when it's going to get done for sure. Because later <laughs> in the day, it's just there's no guarantee that it's going to happen. Um, what, exactly. So so let me so let me ask you this. So you know, at, at two forty nine and and even you know two fifty eight, uh, you're obviously putting in a lot of work to to hit those times in marathons. Uh, what, what's it like now compared to them? How much difference is it? Um, you know, where do you, you know, obviously having a coach and, and having them kind of lead the way with you with, you know, obviously with your, um, <laughs> feedback and whatnot, but what's the difference now? What's the mileage like? What's, you know, what, what kind of workouts are you doing? What, what's a day to day, week to week like? Yeah. So, I mean, before I moved here, um, I was only putting in maybe 40 to 50 miles a week for marathon training. Um, back in Pittsburgh. Um, so mileage basically has doubled in the last like year, you know, like, um, when I moved out here, I started using, I, when I was uh, training with a couple other people out here, we were using the Hanson's program. I'm, I'm like, so a, I'm we a big Hanson team. guy. I'm like a zealot. I, yeah, that, that's, love that's, it. that's what yeah, I use. No, I mean, absolutely. It got me to the 237. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so I was running maybe 65 miles a week, roughly peak mileage. And now, like I said, I'm running close to 95. Um, I haven't touched the hundred mark. I've been like, you know, 96, 97 miles. Um, but generally what I've been like this training cycle, I did probably 10 weeks and I think 10 to 10 to 12 weeks of training. And I would say 10 of the, if it was 12, I think 10 of them were 90 to 95 mile weeks. So very high mileage. It's a lot consistent high mileage weeks. Mm -hmm. Any, any, um, um, trepidation getting into that mileage, like, you know, to, to kind of getting up there, does your body re receive it? Well, does you know, does your body, I know, I know for me, if I go, if I go too high, it just, it, my body just kind of says, Hey bro, what are you doing here? <laughs> um, that's 65. That's yeah. that Hanson program works well for me. 
No, I mean, I think the first cycle with my uh, Hector, um, I was very tired a lot. And we had to we had to scale it back a little bit just to make sure there was no injury. You know, at times you're thinking, oh, I'm pretty fatigued or whatever. But the last two training cycles in the mid-90s, my body has been fine. I've been able to recover. Um, it's just actually for me, it's the thought of can I squeeze even more mileage in with working full-time children? Like I'm very comfortable staying at like the 95 range because – what's a hundred going to do versus 95 mm-hmm. or 110, you know, right. There's Maybe a... show me more, but there's also a point of having a life too. You know, I can't just keep on running forever. <laughs> so what else is going on now with that <laughs> amount of mileage? Like, so here's, yeah, here's, oh. here's Christine yeah, going, okay. So we've got, obviously you're running the mileage. You're doing, you know, you're doing the cycles, you're doing the programs. Now, what are you, what else is happening? What, what's different about your eating or, you know, your sleep or hydration? Cause I mean, this is really what gets into it when, when we talk to athletes and we train people and whatnot, it's not just the program. It's what is happening with your body. So do you do anything? Have you changed anything with diet and nutrition? What, what's going on now? I did get a nutritionist for this cycle. Um, and like just really tried to cut pretty much I was doing a lot of like plant-based protein and salmon, you know, seafood. I was only doing meat, like any kind of meat, like chicken, steak once or twice a month. Um, So protein was that way. And just, you know, getting the good carbs in. So sweet potatoes, quinoa, like staying away from your starchy whites. Um, So just trying to eat healthier in that sense. Um, Workouts, you know, like I was, you know, I'm doing like – you know, my workouts haven't changed a ton, but they're, they're like higher volume. You know, you're doing like, you know, you know, anywhere from like eight to 10 miles marathon pace or faster, you know, um, sleep. I really did try the best of cycle. I was, I used to be really bad at it. So I do try to get eight hours at night if I can, when the kids go to bed, I go to bed. So I was doing a lot of that. Um, what about your nursing schedule? I mean, nurses are, you know, nurses, doctors, whoever I work with are like notorious because you could be on for 12 hours and then off. And so are you able to, you know, are you able to regulate that at all at this point in your life or, or how does that? Yeah. So actually I don't work in the hospital setting anymore. So since I moved to New Jersey, I'm in the office setting. So I work for, I'm an office supervisor for a um, primary care office. There's two doctors in it. So, so my hours are Monday through Friday, 830 to five. Oh, that's beautiful, Roberta. Yeah. <laughs> so that helps. <laughs> that helps tremendously. No weekends, no holidays, no nights. So I have a very consistent schedule. And, you know, you found a groove with with a lot of these things that has helped you, I guess, uh, to use a pun, hit your stride. You know, that, that everything's just kind of, you know, peaking for you. I, you know, not, mm-hmm. not peaking, peaking so far. I think that, like you said, uh, as long as you're willing to, to, to do it and push for more, I believe there is more. Um, you know, so it's pretty, it's pretty cool how it's just kind of played out and the kids have gotten older and the job is, yeah. uh, you know, more accommodating and, and you can travel and do all these things. I know when I saw you down in Virginia beach, you had the boys with you and, uh, yes. yeah, that was a couple of weeks back and, and, you know, that's cool that they can be along for the ride. Do they, um, do they have any idea like how f- freaking fantastic yeah. and cool their mom is? <laughs> yeah, so they do. I mean, it's kind of like over the last couple of years, they've, um, because they they come with me to a lot of these things so that, you know, I incorporate, we went to Houston together this winter, you know, um, I don't, I did change coaches this cycle. So I'm, I'm being coached by uh, Steve Magnus, 
um, who is based out of Houston. So um, we went down to Houston. I did the half marathon kind of as a, like a training thing. But anyways, the kids came along. We went to NASA for the day. So I really do, when I have them, try to incorporate them in what I'm doing. They can see, they see I'm going out every day, putting the hard work in. I want them to see what hard work can do. You know what I mean? It, you know, hard work, determination, consistency does pay off, you know, in whatever your passion is. So I really do want them to be involved with it. But yes, they have become they've understood a little bit more in the last maybe year or so. Um, funny enough, my youngest son, before I left for Rotterdam, was sitting at the dining room table and he said, mom, for, for language arts, I had to um, quickly pull up a famous person on um, Google and then tell a little story about the famous person. He's like, and I Googled you. That's so awesome. <laughs> and I, and he told the, told the class about me qualifying for the trials and my running in New York City Marathon. So I thought that was very cute and sweet. I mean, how so. special cute, is that? That's so, my heart just yeah. melted, Roberta. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. My son would say, he's a little older now, so he gets it a little bit more. But I would come home from these marathons and he would say, Mom did you win? And I would say, mm -hmm. no, sweetheart, I did not win the marathon. So you're a loser. And I'm like, oh, well, because that, you know, little kids, you know, you, so you lost, yeah. you're a loser. And I'm like, well, no, Alex, you know, just putting in the hard work and being a part of something greater yeah. than you and everything that goes into it. And you're trying to teach the kids and, and he would, you know, when he was younger, just, so you're, so you didn't win. So you're a loser. And I'm like, you're right. You know what? I'm a loser and I will be a loser because I know that I gave my best. And I, I think that that's, you know, I always kind of laugh about it, but it's so important because I'm like, I would be a loser any day because I had the, you know, the the strength and courage to get on that start line and work that hard for it. So Absolutely. I think what you're doing, you know, setting that example for your kids and going after this, I mean, you're looking at fear in the face and saying, you know, I got you. Yeah. And that's pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, they do, they do ask me sometimes. They say, well, did you win the whole race? Did you beat all the men? Okay, boys. <laughs> no, I didn't beat all the men. Uh, okay. Not today. I did not. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So. You know what? The way that things are done now, though, you know, there's an opportunity. You can say, yeah, I finished first, right? You know, they send the women yeah. off first. New York, they, you know, Shalane does her thing and, and, uh, you know, she, and Desi, they crossed the finish line first. So, you know, there's correct. There, yep. You could say that. I have uh, yeah. my, my friend a few years back won the New Jersey marathon, Bronwyn O'Leary. She's a, she's a great runner from down here. And, uh, and she, her son went to school that day and, you know, and, and they said, uh, he, and he's, you know, he was like in third grade or something. And the teacher said, you know, you know, he said, what'd you do over the weekend? He said, I went to watch my mom. Um, she won the marathon and the teacher didn't like, not didn't believe him. She says, Oh, everybody that finishes a marathon, wins and and he says no you don't understand my mom won you yeah. know like yeah. she broke the tape <laughs> it was proud she got a huge she had a huge trophy um so yeah, yeah kids are funny you know it's uh they it's al it's always funny and they're always paying attention so i think that you're doing some great things uh to teach them the way um you know just being you which is uh which is really really cool so get us excited roberta what is what now what's what's on the agenda next you know what nothing i have nothing slated till the trials but there will there's possible opportunity opportunities maybe to um, go to the Pan Am Games. I'm a candidate for that. I, I don't know yet. Maybe Worlds. I mean, yeah, there's always talks of possibilities for things, but I won't know probably for another month or two what's playing out on that end. Um, you know, if I decide to do a fall marathon, it would be you know I'm just gonna put it out there. We're we're looking at the American record for my age group. Um, 
And so we would probably look for maybe potentially a fast course um, if we feel that we want a good try for it in the fall. Okay. So, now, is that, is that um, Dina Castor's? Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yes, it is. <laughs> Royalty here, you know? That's, yeah. uh, that's, hey, look. You know, she put that record there for someone like you to come along and beat it. So, um, you know, and and it and it's uh, it's a good opportunity for you. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So about a, you know, we looked at it. We've been looking at it, but it was like, oh wow, it's like almost three minutes from my p- previous PR. Now we're I just ran a minute thirty-two PR. This is only a minute nineteen. So I'm like, okay, you know, just another another chunk. I mean, look, <laughs> the, the way that you've progressed, though. I mean, is there any? Is there any? <laughs> thing that would lead you to doubt that you can do it i mean it's just it's been phenomenal well as we know the marathon is just a beast you know i've been i've been very i feel like i'm a very smart runner not that we are all aren't but i do know that i i know how to negative split a marathon generally i can control myself the first part of it so that i can feel stronger at the end generally speaking but you know, it's that still there's a point where I'm going to have to push. And maybe what if I push too soon and then I bonk at the end? You just don't know, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. So, I mean, this marathon at Rotterdam was very interesting because it was my first international marathon. So, mm-hmm. you know, you only have kilometers and 5K, to 10, you know, no mile markers. Um, so it was like, okay, what is my pace for per K going to be? Um, that's That's different. I mean, I didn't even think about that. I, I, yeah, you know, that's uh, that's that's got to throw you for a loop. Yes, a little bit. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, and then on top of that, I didn't get um, an elite start for this race. So I was in what they called the sub elite. Um, so like water bottle stations, I literally had to at times stop because I couldn't find my water bottle, turn around, go back, get it. Because what? I felt it was also important. How many times <laughs> did that happen? <laughs> um Four to five of the stations, and the last two stations I didn't stop for my bottles. I just grabbed water from the you know people holding water. So, oh my god! Well, there's um, your, but I felt there's the your two twenty nine. Yeah, I felt the first. It was very important to go back and get the hydration. So I figured if I lost a few seconds, I you know who knows? It may have been a you know equal out because I didn't bonk like a lot of people did because it was pretty warm. Um, you know, it was like 62 in the mid sixties, I think, or low to mid sixties at finish. So sun beating down on you, you know, it was pretty warm. So, um, but it was very interesting though. It was probably the first time that I've had to like, you know, I guess I stop for water bottles or turn around and go back and get them. (laughs) So, um, it was an interesting day. That's crazy. I can't, I I just, I can't. PR. (laughs) You still, yeah. This is the craziness of marathons. Like there. I mean, you hear crazy stories all the time of this happened or you had to stop for the bathroom or this or, and people, yet it still sometimes doesn't matter. That's, it blows yeah. my mind. Anything yeah. could happen. It's, it's wild. Anything can happen. That's the truth. So, uh, I'm a big fan of your, of your current coach, uh, you know, and, and his, uh, collaborations uh, in writing books and things like that. What's, um, so, uh, Steve Magnus, when, how did you hook up with him what, and what, how long have you been with him? So I've been with him just since, January. Okay. Uh, so just this training cycle. Um, you know, after New York, I mean, I, you know, if you look back, I mean, two years with my old coach, every I PR'd, I, it was fantastic. Um, but something inside me felt like it was just time for a change. Um, I had been feeling that way off and on for a little while, just feeling like, like I was feeling stagnant, not that it was just me. Like, even though all my number, everything was looking great. So I just kind of, I had also at that point, um, been talking to Larry Rosenblatt and Josh Cox as agents. Mm-hmm. So just kind of um, mentioned like that I was interested in looking for a different coach and 
we decided to, I decided to talk to Steve and then we talked, we hit it off and thought it, thought it would be a good match. And that's how it started. So. All right. And, um, and now he's in, he's in Houston. So how does it work with uh, training communication? How do you guys get, uh, you know, how do you get together? And... Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, phone, I mean, we, I mean, we can talk on the phone, we text, um, we, he uses a program called final surge. Okay. So he downloads my workouts onto that. And then my Garmin downloads everything up so he can see my heart rate and, you know, everything that I'm doing, all the workouts. And we primarily, I would say communicate through text though. Um, I, you know, I think also being an older athlete, I'm very disciplined too. Like, I don't, you know, as we talked, he can't be here to hold my hand. So it's one of those things where, you know, I do my thing and if I reach out to him because I need him, I'll, you know, I let him know. So, um, so I mean, I'm enjoying it. I feel it's, it's, it's a, it was our first cycle. I think that it was one of those things where it was kind of like, well, let's just see what we can do. But I don't think he was really... I, I don't know for sure, but I don't think he was really putting it all out there. Like, you know, yeah. like all the hard stuff. So I'm actually looking forward to the next cycle because I think it just takes a cycle or two before you can get really comfortable. Um, so, yeah, I there's, think, there's, you a, know, there's, you know, there's, there's gotta be an honest give and take there and, and, uh, you know, and, and have going through a cycle is part of it. You know, it's the first step and, and working with anybody new, uh, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, uh, it's, it's just something that has to happen organically. You know, I can't just say, this is what the book says and here's your workout and here you go. And you know, it's, it's gotta be uh, based uh-huh. on something. So that's interesting. You tell Steve, we got a hot mic waiting for him. We want him on us okay. on, on our podcast <laughs> for sure. And his partner, Brad. I know. Yes. I, I, have you, have you read the book? I, I started reading the book. I'm only in like chapter three, I think. So I have to get to it, but I, you know what? Um, uh, Brad's, uh, tech or twitter feed is enough for me i'm like a, you know, <laughs> it's amazing everything i feel like i retweet it and and uh i should probably just introduce myself just to say hey listen i'm the dude who's retweeting you daily yeah <laughs> it's that good yeah. i mean it's that good everything about it's, it it is yeah it is all right so i have a really roberta i have a question that is burning that okay. i need to ask you because people ask me this all the time and i have my answer brian i'm sure has his answer but people ask me Christine, what is the secret? What's the secret? So running, running fast, getting through these marathons, getting through these miles, what is it? So if you had to answer, you know, you had to tell someone, you know, what is that one thing, one piece of advice, what is it? To be consistent, consistency. You just got to keep going out and doing it. And I think over time, I really do believe that each cycle builds upon each cycle. If you have a consistent cycle, the next consistent cycle, I think you're just going to see improvements over time and whatever that may be. So I just, I'm a big believer of just getting out there and being consistent with your work and it'll pay off in the end. I'm here. I'm with you. I mean, that is everything. You know, people mm-hmm. say, Brian, I can't run like you. And I say, I couldn't either. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. <laughs> none of us could do that. You know, it's, it's just, um, and, and, ha- and have fun. And, and when you do it in a way that's, that you can be consistent with it, you're not doing too much, uh, yeah. right, right away. And you're, you know, you're just kind of putting one foot in front of the other. And it's just, it's beautiful. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's really cool. I, I told you the quick story, you know, I, I ran close to you guys. I, I didn't know you very much at the time, but through like the Grand Prix circuit and everything that you mentioned about New Jersey, I, you know, I knew your training, uh, somebody you were training with at the time was Bo, mm-hmm. right? Um, yes. Yes. Uh, Bo Atwater, is that his last name? Yes, yes. correct. All right. Mm-hmm. So I remember like around the start of New York City in 2015, was it? 
Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So I saw him and, you know, and you happen to be near him or with him. And, yeah. you know, and I was like, I could see you guys. I was like, all right, if I can see him, I know I'm going to have a good time. And, uh, you know, I was looking to break 250 that day and, and you were there and then you just went fat, you know, you just went and, and you guys were gone. I think you both went under 250 that day. You went, what'd you run? 240? I ran 245 that day. 245. 245 30. 245. I, I faded. I ran 253. Um, I was happy with it though. It was a tough yeah. day for me. Uh, but, uh, you know, it was just like, and then from there, it's like, you, you know, you're on the rate, you're on my radar now. Like this, this, this woman is awesome. Um, you know, and, and then, uh, you know, and I saw, you know, that, that you weren't, you know, you weren't a kid straight out of college either. I said, this woman is awesome. Right. You know, and then I read an article and it's like, this woman is a nurse with three kids. And it's like, this woman is awesome. Are you kidding? She's not a more. She's a superhero. It got better and better. Right. And then, and then, you know, then you're, you know, rubbing elbows with, with, uh, the, you know, the elites in New York. I'm like, look at this. And, and then, you know, here you are just doing your thing and, and, uh, you know, taking, you know, going to the world stage is, you know, for those who are listening that don't know, Rotterdam in the spring is like, I mean, there's Boston, there's London, there's Rotterdam. And, you know, those yes. are, those are, those are the big marathons. And, you know, you're, uh, it, it was just amazing. And, you know, such a, cool story um you know and and i i felt bad almost getting you on this quickly because you know <laughs> you got to get back into life here yeah. knowing everything that yeah. uh no you know and, and we're just grateful that uh you would agree to come on and and uh and share this Absolutely. with us no i love to share i mean i i like i said i don't people sometimes are like what's the secret like you said what's the secret mm-hmm. i mean obviously we all know like consistency or just getting out there and doing the work when you can do it um i don't feel like i i don't know a lot of people were like, oh, is it because, like, I, you know, because I took the t- eight to 10 years off from running, my running on fresh legs, is that what's helping? I have no idea. All I know is I just live every moment and try to enjoy it because we just don't know when it's our last time we go tie our shoes and go out the door and run again. So I'm just trying to, like, I have my little sign here I'm looking at it says celebrate every mile. And that's what I do. Oh, that's right? amazing. Because we should all do. Yeah. Great. So uh, we, we expect big things from you. We're going to put this out for all of our uh, of our uh, fans and listeners, and uh, you know we hope that you pick up a few uh, more from that because uh, it's just an amazing story, and, and uh, we love everything about it. Why don't you tell people how they can follow you? I mean, social media, if you share and, and uh, yeah. So I mean, on Twitter, um, I believe Marathon Girl Two Forty Five. All right. I'm really bad at what my Twitter feeds, <laughs> and on um, um, Instagram, I'm Bad Boys One Hundred Four. Uh, I know. Okay. Bad Boys 104 bad boy. is what it is. Bad Boys 104. So my my children's names are Brian, Aiden, and Dylan, and that's the order of their like. Brian's my oldest, Aiden's the middle, Dylan's the youngest. And no, we didn't plan the initials to spell out bad. Uh-huh. But after we had named our third, I think I was sitting in the hospital room like second day, and I looked at my ex husband and said, "Do you know we just initialed them bad, like the bad boys?" That's so, <laughs> so funny. So that's where bad boys, and then ten four is just their month of their birth dates, October and April. So gotcha. anyway, so that's my little my my bad boys boy. are my boys are <laughs> Colin, Owen, and Dylan. So I call myself the cod. Okay. Fa- I call myself the cod See? father. Yeah, because yeah, people get confused. They're like, I don't want to. I'm like, this is the easiest way. If you can remember. Bad boys, Brian, Aiden, Dylan. That's the oldest to the youngest. That's so, so cool. <laughs> I didn't know that's why that and was I'm COD. Strava, I'm on Strava also. Um, on Strava and uh, Facebook too. So you can just find me with my names that way. So. So, Roberta, this is it. I swear this is it. <laughs> For all of us out there, all of us crazies that are going up to Boston, 
any words of uh, any words of inspiration or any things that we should do? You think getting ready in the last oh, couple I, of days? So Boston's my favorite race of all time, and I'm very sad to miss it. But um, I would say, you know, for me, I, this is still a course I can't say I've mastered because I get to the top of uh, Heartbreak Hill every time, and those last five miles are horrible. Uh-huh. <laughs> I wouldn't say horrible, but you know, you do a lot of leg pounding. We get you. We get it. So. <laughs> I still feel, though, that it's all about being very conservative the first half, especially because of the downhill, um, well, the pounding. So um, I always feel that if you stay conservative, even though because a lot of people want to go out fast because of the hills in the second half, I still think if you just need to keep it controlled and then you can still go, you know, get it the last half. So, um, and I mean, what can you say about Boston? I mean, every time I turn on the Boylston, I might, my, my arms hair, my arm hair stick up and I have the biggest smile on my face. So it's the just best way every, it is the best. I mean, it really is every moment, every section. I can't say I've run that race enough times, just the smile, most of the whole race, you know? <laughs> so, it, and, and you're so right. It's a sucker's course. It just wants it you is. to go fast. <laughs> so it does it keep does. it cool. Yeah. Keep it cool. Yep. And I mean, I'm looking, you guys are going to get a wind though. Are you going to tailwind? Oh, we, we're, we're, uh, the only reason I look at the weather is to scare Christine here. I, <laughs> I kind of have to stop. They're calling for, yeah, they're, they're who knows? I, I, they're calling for rain. They're calling I'm running, for wind. So I'm sure there's going to be a gigantic storm. <laughs> there's going to be like a headwind every direction you, you face and there's going to be rain blowing upside down and sideways. I'm sure. It's you know, fine. We, I just have this discussion. I think every, it's almost, I don't know, like even for Rotterdam. Now it ended up not being horrible, horrible, but the days leading up, it was highs of maybe low fifties. And then you have the day of marathon high of 68. I'm like, how, how does it, like, it's like, how does this, how does this happen? So a good, you know. a good friend of mine is a pilot. And I talked to him yesterday. He was in my gym class that I was leading. And, um, and I, you know, I, he says, when's the marathon? I said, it's on Monday. He goes, he goes, New England in the spring. He goes, any weather report they have right now, they're just guessing. 48 hours. He said, That's just, just 48 he's hours. Like, just, they can't, there's no way that they can predict anything. So whatever. It's going to be what it's going to be. And, uh, and we're going running that day. So, uh, let's, uh, let's go, let's go. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm feeling, be, go ahead. I'll be out around mile 24 to 25. So. All right. Keep a lookout for you guys and cheer. I will. I will be there. I think I'm sporting that Shore AC singlet, so keep an eye on that. Right around 250 pace, okay. Roberta. If it's cold, I'll be in a penguin right. suit. <laughs> <laughs> for real. <laughs> well, good luck, guys, and thank you again for having me on. And it, uh, it was a pleasure. It is our pleasure, Roberta. Congratulations again. You are a rock star. You are literally a role model for women and mothers, and just literally anyone to keep moving and. Again, you started, you got back into running, you know, after three kids and in your 30s. And I think that that really sets a tone for people to keep going. It's never too yes. late to start to move. And you're just breaking records here and there. I'm, I'm inspired, Roberta, and I'm so pumped to follow your journey. And I can't wait. We're going to have to bring you back at some point, um, you know, watching you in the Olympics. And yeah, I'm just going to project the right team. now. And, you know, we're, Brian <laughs> yeah, and I are there, really good Sherpas, go. by the way. <laughs> we're really good Sherpas. So if you need us to like, do anything and hold your water bottle. We're all in, all in. <laughs> I know. I've had, I've had requests for massage, massage therapists, you oh. know, foot rubbers, whoever they oh. <laughs> My physical therapist is like, I can come, I can be your PT. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, I definitely, I mean, like I said, I, I, it's all about just doing something you love to do. And I think it, like I said, it doesn't have to even be running as a 
you just get out and do something for yourself and whatever it may be, follow a passion and enjoy life. So it's all about, this happens to be running for me. It's all about so. KFG, right, Roberta? Yes, it's all about that. KFG. That's right. Keep going. Yep. <laughs> all right. Well, we appreciate it so much, and uh, we, we, and uh, just best of luck with everything that you have going, and stay in touch. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, guys. You're welcome. Have a good day. Bye. With that said, it is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Peace.